Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host Lexa White and with me this week is Quote My Name. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, Would you mind introducing yourself for those who may not know you? Uh, Yes, absolutely. So my name is Quote My Name or Dan Raven. And everything's a big Ed Allan Poe joke with me. So if you're wondering where I got that from, it's from that poem. It um, It's odd speaking to people in our community from outside the United States because Poe is such a heavy hitting, you know, contemporary American author. Mm-hmm. And some people from Australia have no idea who he is. So that was a bit jarring. But uh, <laughs> uh, eventually word gets around, I think. Uh, some others might know me as QTR. Um, which is kind of the initials for my YouTube channel, uh, Quote the Raven Games. Mm-hmm. And I try to do occasional battle reports for TTS games when I'm when I'm able to stream them. So Yeah. Uh, uh, how are you doing today, Alexa? Doing good. Just woke up. <laughs> Great way to start the day, talking about some Marvel. Yes. Well, so it's I ended yesterday by playing uh, my first blind playthrough on stream, my first blind playthrough of the first scenario of the Arkham Horror Edge of the Earth box. Nice. Arkham and, Horror is uh, a fun, complex game. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And the new, the new box is so far really, really good. That's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I like that game, it, but it takes too long to set up and break down for me. And typically you- board games... <laughs> Are you talking about Arkham 2nd Edition, Arkham 3rd Edition, Arkham Horror the Card Game? Oh, sweet Jesus, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking Tip. about the card game. Okay, alright. Um, yeah, so my experience is probably the 2nd Edition board game, mostly. Oh yeah, and um, the 2nd Edition board game is a mess. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I don't have enough experience to compare it to the other ones, but mm-hmm. uh, generally speaking... Board games that take longer than 30 minutes for setup and breakdown end up seeing a lot more shelf time than playtime in my house. Mm. So I've been buying a lot of different stuff recently. (laughs) Things that actually see the table. (laughs) Like Marvel. Much easier to unpack and and set up than other miniatures games that I've played. So I always really appreciate having to dig out five miniatures instead of 50. I do want to recommend, if you're looking for games that are relatively easy on the setup teardown, um, Horrified is very fun. Okay, I'll have to look that one up. I haven't heard. I haven't even heard of it. Um, um, so it's there are two editions of it. There is the original Horrified, and then there is the new American Monsters, and they're okay. both cooperative games where you are fighting. Uh, in the original one, you're fighting against the Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. So Frankenstein, Dracula. Oh, sure. Um, uh, yeah, your classical horror villains. Yeah, well, so it's it's all the monsters that Universal Studios did movies of in the 30s. Oh, that's the what you Universal, mean by Universal. Yeah. Got it. I thought you were saying, you know, general horror. Yeah, no, no. Universal, <laughs> stu- Universal Studios. And the new edition, gotcha. American Monsters, is all cryptids. Um, so okay. Chupacabra, the Jersey Devil. That's awesome. I so, grew up in Jersey, actually. Really? Yep. Um, right, not maybe 50 miles from the Pine Barrens, not even probably. Nice. Um, yeah, and there's a, a lot of uh, really good cranberry farms down in there in that swamp, actually. It's one of the major exports of the state. Cool. I have always lived on the other side of the country. 
Yeah. Uh, life's a little different on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, born and raised. Nice. Okay. I've been there. Um, it's a good city. I uh, hear they have, like, the best noodles ever. And I think maybe the first Starbucks was there? Yes. First Starbucks was there. Also, we have my favorite museum, which I got to go to earlier this week, is the uh, Museum of Pop Culture. Nice. Um, my uh, One of my favorite local museums is the Mutter Museum. The uh, the the horror and sci-fi ex- exhibit that they have of like uh, um, misformed science experiments and stuff and mm-hmm. cadavers. It's uh, it's really a sight to see. Very unique. Yeah. But don't go in there if you have a weak stomach. <laughs> I can imagine. But now I must ask, <clears throat> what character do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Uh, unreleased, right? Yes. Yep. Of course. Okay. I have been hankering for Nightcrawler ever since this game came out. Um, mm-hmm. I am not really a comic books fan. I am I am more of a popular media fan. I love superheroes and movies and stuff like that. And and I don't think he's gotten anywhere near the uh, the screen time that he deserves. I think he's an awesome character. And man, I want to. I, I love teleporting guys. They're really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and I've been hankering for him to come out ever since this game did. And if he did, I might just be an X-Men player. (laughs) I don't own any of them, but he might, he might get me to buy the lot. Well, so I own everything. Nice. Uh, mostly because I act as a lending library for my store because I run events at my store. And I think, oh yeah, that's very helpful. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's, it's a very helpful thing to have. But yeah, especially if you're new people. Exactly. Um uh, but um no, uh the character that like I am hankering for and would get to me to buy an entire affiliation, if I didn't already have anything, would it be would be Kitty Pride. <laughs> oh yeah. I heard you mentioning her on a on a previous podcast too. You're really pulling for her. Oh yeah. I think she's awesome too. I, don't put her in her, her, her horrendous 80s outfit. <laughs> I don't want the black puffy sleeves. Please, no. Goodness gracious, no. God. Um, I always like the costumes from... Uh, what was that, that X-Men show when they were in like elementary school or, or high school? Uh, X-Men uh, Evolution. E- Evolution, yeah. Yes. I, I think that they had some tight costumes in that one. They were pretty simple, honestly, but they did the trick and they looked cohesive. I really liked it. At some point, I am going to get a second <clears throat> copy of Rogue and uh, paint her up as uh, uh, as uh, just like trashy gospel Rogue from X Men Evolution. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Because that is my I Rogue. Lo- <laughs> I I love seeing all the alternate paint jobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and costumes are certainly something that bring people to the genre. Yes. Uh huh. So yes. Um. But now, who did you bring? So for today's topic of discussion, I have brought, I believe, a hitherto unspoken about character on your podcast. Is that right? I, I am also pretty sure we have not had a dedicated episode about him. We are going over none other than the Winter Soldier himself, mm-hmm. Bucky. Who has gotten adjustments. Oh, uh, boy, howdy, did he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have included Bucky in my season seven roster uh-huh. and I have run him in my first and only game of season seven. Mm-hmm. And I've also run him in two practice games before that. 
And I think he's averaging over those three games somewhere between 15 and 20 attacks per game. Yeah. Uh, it's insane mm-hmm. how many shots this guy, how, how many bullets this guy fires downfield. Yeah. Insane. Uh, and I am hugely impressed with those changes. Yes. Uh, so I played him before the changes uh, in a little list called Thanos Spider Foes. I remember that list, and that's the list that uh, I, I think that might actually be the, you know the podcast that turned me on to listening to you, mm-hmm. because I had said to myself, Wait, nobody runs spider foes. What's going on here? So I checked it out, and I really have to say, your ability to innovate on lists and characters is one of the best that I've seen in the community so far, so keep it up. Thank you. That, I, I appreciate that. Um. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, it's only when it's deserved. Um, I have a, a slightly skewed um, approach to miniatures wargaming because I never have time to put miniatures on the table. So I end up stealing a lot of lists from people. And I, uh, one of the things that drives me to have fun in these kinds of games, my, my main fun driver is winning. I like to be very competitive and I like to win games. And that, that's what I come to the table for. So I end up kind of taking a lot of inspiration from other people's lists, things that they have tested and tested and tested. Mm-hmm. I let them do the work of working out the kinks and I take the the final products and I try to drive them as best as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I'm a little bit jankier than you. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> um, but yeah, Winter Soldier is a really interesting character. Um, he is not affiliated at time of recording. Mm-hmm. There's two characters on that list. Him and uh, Punisher, I think, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's one of two um, what, rogue agents. Yes. The other being Taskmaster, who is affiliated with at least one other thing. Yes. Do you, do you think in the future we will see, uh, just conjecture, do you think we'll see an affiliation document that has um, both Winter Soldier and Punisher? On an affiliation? Uh, maybe at some point. Um, I think there have been teases from AMG that point to Winter Soldier being S.H.I.E.L.D. affiliated. Okay, I can see that. I'm surprised they didn't throw him in, into Wakanda after some time. Um, Wakanda hasn't gotten basically any love. No. Um, they got, uh, they got Storm, but that was about it. Yeah, so it's, it's... In phase one, they got five characters, and then in phase two, they are one of the affiliations that have gone no additions. When do you draw that line in terms of uh, uh, timing? So, uh, sorry, set two and set three are set symbols on cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the okay, I think the original was the Spider-Man one or something? Yes, original would be Spider-Man, if I remember correctly. Uh, set <clears> two <throat> is the X-Men stuff. Okay. And then set three is uh, the city block. Okay. And the general idea that has started to coalesce between me and a couple of and Zaytan and a couple other people is that the sets are meant to be inclusive to each other. Um, in a way, like every affiliation that gets a couple people in a set is going to have a leader from that set, so that you can play that affiliation only in that set play. 
if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yes, I can understand that. And so I've started looking at the the affiliations that have gotten no new people in a set to look at things that we won't be getting any additions for from that set, most likely. Mm. And Wakanda and A-Force have both been major standouts in that regard. Yeah, I'm surprised because A-Force has, you know, half the ladies in the game on it. And and there's been a couple new ones, but they haven't seen any love. So you're probably on to something here. All right. Well, let's go back to talk about Winter Soldier, if you don't mind. Uh, the man of the day. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go over some of the changes and you know things like how I've been using him or what? Uh, let's let's talk about like his abilities, and then we'll get into kind of affiliations we can jump into and stuff. Because uh, I, Sounds as good. he is uh, a rogue agent, he can technically fit into um, any affiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the things that always uh, grinds my gears about that ability is that they only count as affiliated for building your squad on the table. Yes. But once you're playing the game, they're not an affiliated character. They're not on that affiliation list. Mm-hmm. So in my Avengers roster, I can't let him benefit from Avengers Assemble, for yeah. instance. Really tough sometimes because you're throwing an extra body out there for a Taxes card that's supposed to be able to affect you know the majority of your team, but sometimes you're only getting get one move or one trigger out of it. Yes. Um, but his, his big change um, was his uh, assault rifle getting a, wire, uh, a hit rapid fire. Yes. It, that's, that's, uh, that is the only thing that changed about it. It was always range five. It was always four dice. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it can double tap now is bonkers. Mm-hmm. And this is how we were pumping out 15 to 20 attacks per game with him. Um, And I didn't count specifically, but there were some rounds when it felt like I had two or three characters get dazed and he would pop off his uh, first or his uh, second superpower on the list, his reactionary superpower, got your back, Mm -hmm. um, which costs three power and says that if an allied character is dazed or KO'd anywhere on the board, you know, by an enemy effect... Mm -hmm. As soon as that effect's resolved, Bucky can shoot the guy that caused that effect. Yeah. So, so shoot the character, excuse me, that caused that effect. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you know, this has got some really nutty stuff in Avengers. And I love him with uh, the Avengers just because I'm the good guy squad, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but, uh-huh. you know, you've got two primary leaders for Avengers. Steve makes it cost one less. So now you're doing two assault rifle shots for two power mm-hmm. when it's not even your turn. And and Sam can let you scoot your butt into position so you can start to see around cover or get that other guy within range five that you couldn't reach before. Suddenly now you can you can scoot and then sh- scoot and shoot. Mm-hmm. And and this reactionary power, since that rapid fire change, has been refunding itself more often than not. Yeah. All you need to do is chip in one or two points of damage with each of those one or two attacks that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, he's back at full. I've had him hit 10 power in two different games now. It's, uh, I am on the, I'm on the Bucky train for one of the most improved characters coming out of the November errata, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Bucky and the big people. That's right. <laughs> That's a good Ghost one. Bucky, Ghost Rider, and Hulk are all terrifying now. 
Yeah, two of which are in my season seven roster. <laughs> and the third Bucky almost and- made it in. Yes. And the third almost <laughs> made it in. It. Yeah, he was a last minute cut, unfortunately. So uh since since you have been playing him in uh Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, and this is about finding new homes, let's let's look elsewhere than Avengers today. Mm-hmm. I knew this question was coming, and I had thought about it. So I went through the uh, list of leaders, because I like to look at... Uh, leadership's a big thing to me when I play this game. I really love the leadership abilities. I love what they bring to the table. And I think uh, that that feeling that they bring to the table is one of the reasons that draws me to play this game mm-hmm. full stop. Yeah. So I went through that list of leaders, and I just said, which, which of these leaderships by themselves is something that I would want to see Bucky with? And I put it into kind of like two different categories. The first being things that will generate you enough power to start that uh, got your back train rolling Mm -hmm. because that's really where you want him kind of centrally deployed, hopefully securing something and uh, just pumping out shots every time to punish the enemy team. Every time they, every time they give you a good looking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I came to a couple of, uh, conclusions and I thought so the, t- the second category being um, something that you can use to either power up that attack mm-hmm. or something that you can use to enable that attack even further yeah. and that's kind of when I'm uh, the category I would put like Sam's leadership in because yeah. he can maneuver you into getting that attack um, around cover or uh, into a line of sight etc so um, those are kind of where I took it and I thought, you know, you got power generation in Red Skull for mm-hmm. for Cabal. Um, maybe not so much Sin, though, because, yeah. um, you know, he's not the sturdiest character. So if he's in a straight fight, he might fold. Um, mm-hmm. Convocation, I haven't seen enough played, but they do have a part of their leadership which allows them to get a placement when someone takes damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not super familiar with exactly where that placement is. It might be a way, but... You know, if it's towards, you could again, you could reposition Bucky, and he could get his shots where you want him. Mm-hmm. Um, Defenders isn't huge for me because while you can change it to like a Mystic attack or something, you'd only do that on one of the two rapid fires, and you can't do it out of activation as a reaction. One second, let me reread Defenders leadership because I know it affects all of a single beam. Yes, but uh, I believe since this one triggers from a rapid fire, it's treated as a separate instance, a separate attack, right? So, and it would only apply to all of the attack rolls for one attack. Okay. And that's why that's why a beam works or an area works. Um, so that's why vision is really popular in defenders. Yeah. Um, I was and, double checking it w- if it was attack action or attack. And how yeah, that- I think it's just attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Inhumans, I know you're a big fan of them. Yes. Um, uh, just I actually give him the one or two extra power early game he needs. I played uh, a very fun uh, Inhumans uh, with Miles and uh, Agent Widow on right. my last uh, in-person night. And that was... <laughs> oh boy, did that kill people. Yeah, that... Wow, okay. And a better yeah, I can see that. is a way better card than you expect it to be. Really? Okay. Um, that's a nutty amount of placement. Yeah. <laughs> it really I'm, is. I'm excited for that, honestly, because um, 
that's a really dynamic card. You can do oh, a yeah. lot of fun stuff from that, and it probably has a really high skill ceiling for the number of permutations that you could utilize it for. Mm-hmm. So recognizing when it's best to use is probably very, very difficult for that card. Oh, yeah. I used it to jump from... We were playing Superpowered Scoundrels. Okay. Um, and I jumped from one of the X's to the middle one with with Miss Marvel just to start going in on the MODOK on the board. Oh, gee. Jeez. Yeah, that's a terrible place for Modoc to be, because then he's got the cover, too. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, Modoc really doesn't like superpowered scoundrels, I found. Yeah. Funny thing about a guy with a really big face, he doesn't like a girl with a really big fist coming to slap him around. (laughs) No, I, I, yeah, and also superpowered scoundrels in general, he just hates the cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think anybody really likes the cover. You've got to be like a rushdown team for that that scenario. No, guess who loves the cover? Ooh, is it X-Men? Bullseye. <laughs> yes, he's also in my squad for season seven. Yeah, all of his I think attacks, he's a big winner too. Yeah, all of his attacks ignore cover and line of sight. Mm-hmm. And then he gets cover, which allows him to more reliably potting shot away. Yes. Um, that's one of the reasons why I, uh, probably an ill-advised pick was my, uh, I included scoundrels in my roster. I have, uh, two characters that throw shields and don't give a shit about cover. And I have, uh, Bullseye, who also does not give a shit about cover. (laughs) Yeah, and, uh, you also, uh, for me at least, I play a lot of Doc Ock, who also does not give a shit about cover. Oh, that's right. Yep. He's a good character. Um, and he is, he's maligned as well, but he's a solid three threat and he's definitely a flexible, a flexible pick. Uh, he is There's... the spikiest character in the game. Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, he's got an ability similar to Wolverine's where you can count wilds double, I think, right? Yes, but you don't have to, uh, uh, spend power to get that to activate. It's just always on his builder. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. He, he either deals like one damage or 10. <laughs> Yes, uh, I have had, back in the Thanos Spider-Foes days, when we were adding four dice to that attack, uh, it was, I one-shot a Thanos. <laughs> That's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Fun so, um, basically for leaderships for Bucky, the things that I think are most effective are um, somehow building up that attack mm-hmm. that he's got on reaction, or enabling him to start using it early game. And that's what I think uh, are the places that make him shine. I love him with Steve Rogers, and I love him with Sam, because they can both fulfill either one of those as is needed Mm -hmm. for the game. So I want to suggest a different direction, in a sense. I didn't come here for any other treatment. (laughs) Uh, And it is Wakanda. Okay, okay. Because Wakanda, between its leadership evil and Shuri, um, allows you to uh, sp- uh, uh, spike on four dice rolls when your opponent whiffs. And by doing a mm-hmm. lot from a long range of four dice rolls, you can make that happen at some point during the game. Sure. Yeah. And I find that over the past couple games that I've had to tool around with him you know he really only needs one good spike and that yeah. sets him up for like two whole rounds mm-hmm. because you know like i said earlier most of the time he's refunding it at cost mm-hmm. 
But once you get that big spike off, it will save you from having that one reactionary shot where you don't trigger rapid fire. You only deal one damage, and it just kind of falls flat on its face. But if you have that spike of power um, from gaining, you know, say, four off of one attack previously, mm -hmm. you can rely on that banked up to trigger the next one if your first reaction falls flat. And also, it allows you to do something that is very, very good, but we have not talked about yet, Red Fury. I was going to bring that up next. I was going to say, you know, he fits right in Wakanda, not only because they replaced his arm, but also because Red Fury's push effect is one of the best in the game. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it is now three attacks compressed into one action. Yeah. Yeah, because the Red Fury didn't change. He still gets to make his assault rifle attack. It's just the fact that that assault rifle attack gives you another assault rifle attack. Yeah. It's insane. Uh-huh. Um, and let me check it. Is resolved immediately. Yeah. So also, this is one of the attacks. Uh, and then in November, Rata came around, and a lot of characters saw a reduction on their power for attacks that push mm -hmm. or displace a character. And they got a lot of size restrictions thrown on. Uh, Shuri, you just mentioned, she yep. can no longer push any size target. It is a size three or lower. Mm -hmm. um, Red Fury remains unbounded. Yes. Um, it's an expensive four cost spender, but man, does it do work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Red Fury and then... Uh... One of my guys, Red Skulls, unleash the cube. Yes. Yes. That attack that everybody seems to forget about turns out Red Skull's pretty good. That he can do once the turn. No matter what. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. He's nutty. Uh -huh. He's a, one of the best characters in the core box. And honestly, like, why having access to... Why aren't yeah, having taking him out of affiliation? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a four-threat leader, and for that reason, he gets maligned, because obviously he must be an affiliate. No, I, he's a good character. He's got great defense. Uh -huh. He's got very good utility. He generates a shit ton of power. He's got placement abilities for your team. The, the list goes on and on. And he is the only character that can redirect attacks on that are targeting him onto other people. Which yeah, means you can play him in the counterattack list, and it's hysterical. Your demon yeah, down down team right. is hysterical. Shovel those attacks onto Venom. <laughs> or Sabretooth, or Daredevil. Yep, yep. That was the podcast I was listening to. You were going over that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really loving the diverse roster that we're starting to get in this in this game. It's starting to become big enough that you can kind of just cherry pick some of the really cool stuff out of the weeds, mm -hmm. and suddenly you have this roster that's got some whole desperate theme to it, like making a ton of counterattacks or just uh, out of activation weirdness that that can really punish your your opponent. and And I can't wait for the day when we've got like a million characters and. And someone shows up to a tournament with all of this jank nonsense, and it somehow works. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Um, I we're not far off, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, doing stuff on your opponent's turn, spider foes. Goodness. Yeah. Um, we we definitely uh, do not like having to walk into range of 
oh, six different abilities that are going to automatically damage us. <laughs> well, and just having the backup of, like, if you do manage to run one of us down, we have uh, a Winter Soldier to shoot you to kind of tick through the last couple points. Are you sure you want to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my favorite things about uh, Winter Soldier, honestly, has been the fact that when it's the person's second action and they're like, they use their first attack, it almost dazes somebody. They use the second attack. Now the person's dazed and you fire at them and inflict a bleed condition and they don't have an action left to shake it. Yeah. Sometimes they're left at one HP and they're like, oh great, now I'm bleeding. What do I do? I guess I'm dazed. That's unfortunate. <laughs> and let's talk about bleed quickly and the Midnight Suns. That's another thing. Midnight Suns have a great leadership ability for him because oh, yeah. he can place himself into position. It might cost him that crucial power that he needs to get going, but it's definitely better than to having to fire through cover. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that enables him to get more attacks off, more bleed conditions, more rapid fire triggers. Mm-hmm. All of that is good stuff for and him. Blade eats a bleed like nobody business. Yeah, it's it's definitely double doubling down on that synergy mm-hmm. because blade has such a big benefit from it so i I think one game i had three or four of the enemy team bleeding and there were only five people on the enemy team Mm -hmm. so yeah you just you're not discriminate as soon as somebody on your team goes down bucky's pulling that trigger and he's pulling it hard and it doesn't matter who i'm shooting at or when um and and oddly bucky never has a target on his back he yeah. just kind of stands there in the middle of the field and everyone's like, whatever, it's Winter Soldier, I'm just going to ignore him. Mm-hmm. And until he gets the power going, that's fine. But once he's at four or five or six power and he can get reliably get off two um, got your backs like in a row on back-to-back activations, he becomes real scary. And yeah. and people don't switch gears fast enough. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then in the same vein uh, as Wakanda... But without the backup, is Shadowlands Daredevil. Nice. Yeah, so he is a newer one, so I'm not as uh, familiar with him. But I believe his leadership allows you to get offensive rerolls. Yes. Uh, when an ally character attacks an enemy character holding or contesting an objective, it may reroll one of its attack dice. This leadership ability can reroll skill results. And that's great, too. Because on four dice attacks you see that one scroll roll up and you're like, great, there's a whole quarter of my attack power gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So rerolling once per attack is pretty nutty. Yeah. Definitely better than X force. <laughs> don't, don't, Although don't let my, they can guest hear you talk about that. He's our X force player locally. <laughs> uh, well, I will say that, uh, that can certainly be used to dig yourself out of a hole on your first rapid fire. If you do not, uh, if you do not hit that hit. Yeah. Um, and I think X-Force is once per turn, right? Yes. So that's actually f- good for him mm-hmm. because when you're doing these reactionary shots, they are not your turn. They are someone else's turn. And you can double down on that. So oh, yeah. Bucky can use it on his activation and on your opponent's activations. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. Yes. <clears throat> It's uh, Daredevil's new leadership, though, the, for the Criminal Syndicate, I think it is. Um, it reminds me a lot of, like, miniature Nebula ability. The uh, the Cosmic Assassin, or whatever it is that she has, 
that says uh, rerolls uh, reroll any um, when your opponent's contesting or carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's much the same text, but it's a bit more measured. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I find that even Nebula only needs like one, maybe one and a half rerolls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this could be enough, uh-huh. and and that could really tune up his ability to uh, put pressure on the enemy team. Yeah. I think that's what he excels at. So, is there, we've talked about many things, is there one specific direction you're looking to go towards? Um, so, do you want to go over any of the tactics that, uh, you know, he comes with, or that are in his box or anything? Um, um, so, he only has one tactics card that names him, uh, right. which is, uh, till the end of the line, which is his uh, one with a Captain America, which may or may not come up since we are not really looking at Captain America, uh, at Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just but, because I think it's the most common place you play him right now. Sure, sure. Um, uh, to my to my great and uh, infinite shame, that tactics card did not make my roster, but it was probably number 11 for the longest time. So yeah. I was like, I just, I want to play it, but I'm just not sure how often I'm going to be slamming it down on the table as part of my five mm-hmm. because there are just so many compelling tactics cards that are oh yeah m- more universally useful and that's what i need to be looking for mm-hmm. so uh but <laughs> oh man that was one of the tactics cards i saw when i first started playing this game and someone whipped it out on me and i was not prepared for it no. and steve rogers on his injured side and bucky stood in the middle of the gamma waves situation and we're, and we're just like hey we have seven dice for basically every defense role what are you gonna do about it mm-hmm. and i was like nothing i guess i lose this game yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think it's a one of those incredible cards that's exceptional at being the flavor piece that it is mm-hmm. um but it's definitely got the functionality behind it that you can make it work oh yeah oh yeah um, um he also comes in a box with field dressing and everyone loves field dressing yes. i don't think we need to go into that really no. but it's there it's a thing yes. buy it love it <laughs> uh-huh you get this great piece vision and field dressing seems like money to me oh yeah seems like value so funny story, when I first started playing, I didn't I didn't love Vision and I was meh on his flavor and he kind of bored me in the movies. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to buy this box. I'm going to keep Winter Soldier and I'm going to sell Vision off to a friend of mine. And I did that. And then I played the game more and I was like, shit, I never should have sold Vision. Fuck. <laughs> so after after about a year, that Vision miniature found its way back to me mm-hmm. because as his birthday present or something, he'd gotten another box of Winter Soldier and Vision. <laughs> Someone didn't know he'd already had one of them. Mm. And so he was like, well, here's your Vision back. It's assembled and painted for you. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I stayed on the Bucky train that whole time, and I'm glad I did. Because mm-hmm. he's been really surprising me, really impressing me this season so far. Yeah. So is there a direction you want to go with your list building? Um, for my season seven laster or for just general for, Bucky stuff well, no, for this list. Cause we are creating a list today. Oh, great. Okay. All right. So we've got Bucky as the first one. Yes. Um, what do I want to see him in? Yeah. And I want to go Avengers because that's right. 
Yep. Yeah. That's already out. And I've already got an Avengers list with him in it, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. I'd like to go with Midnight Suns. Nice. They've got a lot of compelling characters. Mm-hmm. They've got a leadership that we can benefit from on Bucky. And Bucky can pay that leadership back to Blade in the mm-hmm. form of bleed bleed tokens. Yeah. So I think that's a great fit for him in two different ways. Fantastic. So let's start with that. And who is your next uh, uh, Midnight Suns uh, member? Um, I'll give you the next three. How's that? Sounds I good. love... We got to do Blade because he's the leader. Yep. Nope. He's already in there. I love me some Dr. Voodoo and I love me some Ghost Rider. Those are also really, uh, really strong, iconic pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd follow that up with... Almost everyone on this affiliation list. I think I don't. I think I leave Doctor Strange at home. Yeah. And I think I leave Wong at home because they're not the tech pieces that I'd be looking for in this list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. So what are we up to? We've got one. We've got Black Blade, Black Cat, Doctor Voodoo, Ghost Rider. We take Iron Fist for Heroes for Hire. Obviously, mm-hmm. we take Moon Knight. That's seven. We take uh, Winter Soldier. We're at. at Oh, now we're at seven. My bad. Numbers are hard. Numbers are very hard. <laughs> um, so we've got three choices that we can tech into. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a two threat, and we want one. Um, I think we've talked about how Bullseye is very good here. Mm-hmm. Um, other two threat characters that I would be looking at are, um, I think, Toad to give us some objective play. Yeah. And I would also look at... Um, bullseye for an, some additional ranged pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure if he's the right fit for this roster yet, yeah. but we'll get there. I, I think Toad, because I think <clears throat> we do want the objective play a little bit in there. Right. Yeah, that gives us a good amount of flexibility. Um, and we got two more characters that we got to pick. Yes. Um, I like... Can I just bring up the jank? Yeah. Here? Yeah, what do you got? Lay it on me. Uh, another character that loves bleed and loves the reposition from uh, Midnight Suns, who I enjoy dearly, Drax the Destroyer. Okay. Tell me why. Uh, I mean, what what does the bleed do for Drax? Uh, gives him two rerolls on his basic attack. Ooh, nice. And he also gives out bleed. Um, mm-hmm. He's also a tank, and we really don't have that much of a tank. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick um, Luke Cage as my three-threat tank of choice. Because if we're already taking Iron Fist, that gives us a second chance for Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. But I think they're both great choices. Yeah. Um, I think we take... I think we go with yours, your mm-hmm. pick right now. Um, because I want to spice it up in honor of the podcast. We got to do some, some janky stuff here. Yeah, we got to do some janky stuff. And then I want to bring up a new card that okay. you haven't seen yet. Oh, boy. Uh, let's talk about the recently announced Electra. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I uh, I worked all day, man. I didn't have time to read her card. <laughs> what does she do? I have the uh, I have the announcement open. So, Let me see if she I has... That. First off, she has a range three five dice builder that has a wild pierce, a wild bleed, and summons a hand uh, a hand ninjas onto the field within one of the t- uh, of this character. Alexa, what am I looking at? <laughs> There's a lot of text on this card. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's then, insane. 
And then her spender, which is a range one spender, which is going to be helped out a lot by that Midnight Sun's place. Yes. Uh, is I eight agree. dice that can go up to ten, ignores crits and crits don't explode, and then you get a medium advance afterwards. What? Automatic too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then she has uh two uh uh one really important uh innate ability and one really important reactive ability. Uh, first, she has Assassin Step, which is when this character damages an enemy with an attack. After the attack is resolved, you may use the superpower. Place this character within one of the damaged character for two power. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that sets her up for using Impale. Yeah. And she also has Martial Power, so it also gets her within Martial Power's range. Mm-hmm. And then she is out for blood. When this character deals damage to an enemy character with an attack or superpower, after the attack or superpower is resolved, gain one power. Cool. That's and stealth. Cool. Yeah. Um, six health on her front side, five health on her back side, and three defenses across the board. She's not going to be. Dif- she's not going to be easy to take down. Yeah. And the Midnight Sun's affiliation means that she can attack, attack for main three, and then uh, place back to be in stealth range. Yes. That's pretty crucial. That's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know if minions or the little grunts or whatever they're called, do they do they count as characters? Uh, so they count as characters, but a couple of abilities are getting a lot of text to not include them. I think I saw that Sam Wilson's leadership had that, right? Sam Wilson and Wolf and Mayor Fisk. Mm-hmm. Both um, will get leaderships that mean that they don't. Yeah. I think that that's a fitting change. Yeah. I was thinking that these grunts are probably really easy to either daze or KO, yes? Yeah. Guess what that means? More rapid oh, fires. Oh, that is sneaky. Yes. Yeah. I think that's Here, I'm going to... I'm going to shove some ninjas into your face. You want to deal with those ninjas? No, you don't. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. I like this. I didn't even Do we think just about that. Go whole hog and put Nick Fury on the board too. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, grunt rule says, says you can only have one grunt out on the board at a time. Oh, ruining my fun. Oh, well, um, I still think that, uh, I, I mean, Nick Fury's, Minions are nutty too because they can drop a token wherever you want, basically. Yeah. Um, and and then if their enemy team's going to sit there and daze them, you know, you got Bucky waiting to basically offer covering fire for whoever whoever wants to go and grab that token. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think the minion play could be really cool with Bucky. Oh yeah. Um, I really, I really jam in this roster already, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I'm really excited if Bucky is shield affiliated. Yeah, and I mean, he's got a lot going for him in that respect um, because you know he does help out a lot um, in. Well, I mean, he was in Falcon and Wither Soldier, right? And there was a lot of uh, shield play in that. I feel like, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, again, my experience with a lot of the Marvel stuff comes from the movies. So mm-hmm. the the movies that he was in, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier and um, and that whole business with uh, 
you know, shield being invaded by Hydra. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there's some definite themes that they can play off in popular media to justify that. Yeah. So I don't think it's out of the question. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, so, so, Electra's got a lot going for her. Yeah, and I think she worked <laughs> really well in this list. <clears throat> yeah. No, I. There's a lot to like here. You're right. All right. So where do we go from there? Uh, We've got what, nine characters. That's ten. That would be ten. Okay. All right. We got all of our characters laid out. Mm-hmm. And let's go back to... So we've got to get tactics, right? Uh, I generally go crisis and then tactics. Okay. What do you think of a crisis? Um, so I can tell you one that I don't think we want. Even though it's the new shiny, I don't think we're a superpowered scoundrels team. No. Uh, Bucky does not like cover. We want to avoid firing into cover as much as possible. I agree. Yes. Um, but I still think we want it very fighty, um, and I think that means we want to start with Demons Downtown. Yep, I can throw Demons Downtown in there. Um, I also really love Bucky on a B secure. Yeah. Because he can try and reach out and touch somebody that's on the other side of the rectangle. Mm-hmm. Like in if you're on your back right in Infinity Formula, you might be able to shoot somebody on their back left basically if you're looking at across the board Mm -hmm. uh, diagonally across the board um with that range five that range five rapid fire yeah it really limits the positioning of your opponent yeah unless they want to dive into a hill bullets yeah Uh, (laughs) um so let's get infinity formula in there yep and the other option if you don't like infinity formula would be uh mutant madman he's got three physicals so he can flip them relatively uh reliably and uh, he wants to be standing stationary on a point a lot. So that can help contribute to not being able to get this flipped and back on you. So it's, it's, I'm just quickly going through our characters, and I don't think we're a mutant madman team because we have a lot of threes and some notable twos. Right. And even Voodoo doesn't like that flipping objectives because technically his defenses are a two. Yeah. So, oof. Yeah, it's a little chintzy, so you're probably right. We just want to stand on it, get more power to mm-hmm. power up our got-your-back attacks, and w- and we want to just keep dishing it out. So I think Infinity yeah. Formula is definitely the way to go so there. So I have a weird, <clears throat> spicy pick. Okay. How do you feel about Terrigen Clouds? Ooh, um, he doesn't like poison. Right, because that's going to stop him from generating the power he needs to get this train rolling. But once he's got it rolling, it's probably okay. Well, um, and you don't worry about him as a secure. You worry about just running him up the center of the board, probably picking up an, ex- mm. uh, an extract on the way, and just shooting off to either side, whichever one needs the air, uh, air support. I, You know, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, wait. You don't put them on the point. You put them in between the points. What was I thinking? <laughs> and slowly the yep. points move towards you. Yes. Yeah. And it just gets harder and harder to avoid his bullets. Yeah. That's great. I like that. <clears throat> um, and that's yeah. another big we- point value for us. And I think we don't mind going wide. Right. Um, because the more characters on your side that you have around to get dazed the more times you're going to use that ability mm-hmm. and the more times you're going to be thanking yourself that Bucky's on the field. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's talk extracts. Yes. I like hammers because Duh. hammers turn four dice rapid fire <laughs> into five, five dice, dice rapid, rapid fire. fire. <laughs> and, and 
as much power as he gets, mm-hmm. like he doesn't need to be fueling your tactics cards. Typically. Yeah. He's usually going to be banking that power to rapid fire some more. Mm-hmm. So eh, the penalty for carrying a hammer around doesn't, uh, doesn't weigh on him too heavily. Yeah. Uh, I had a game where he got three hammers. Oh, oh that game ended real quick after that. <laughs> I, I remember, um, Long, long time ago, um, back before the Doom Prophecy changes, mm. uh, there was a oh game where at... Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that's gone. <laughs> I am, but I also remember and enjoy it quite... Oh yeah. Um, no, who doesn't love rolling buckets and buckets of dice under the table? <laughs> yeah, so there were a couple hammers on the ground right in front of Ancient Widow... Uh, right as I got priority, so Doom Prophecy on upkeep phase. Pick up two hammers. Suddenly, ten dice rapid fire. <laughs> Suddenly, without warning. <laughs> daka, 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 daka. <laughs> I think that's a little bit more than daka, daka. Yeah, you gotta paint it red first, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, rapid fire is a great tool. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Agent Widow is another maligned character that I would have loved to have brought onto the podcast, but was previously spoken for. So twice um, already. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean, for for a character that everyone seems to love, she never seems to table, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I think that I, I feel like she's just ever so slightly edged out by something else. Like so- Bullseye is a threat less. Something else does something, that, but they're a leader or whatever. And like. Mm, so, I, don't know. I can tell you exactly what it is. Uh, <clears throat> she is only in affiliations with her two-point counterpart. And yeah. she get pushed out by a two-pointer. So I'm hoping S.H.I.E.L.D., you get Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Black Widow, at, but not two-point Black Widow. I can see it. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm down for it. I'm there for it. Yeah. Let's, let's bring it on. And um, maybe someone and- will be able to pull off professional finally. <clears throat> <laughs> man i did that in one game but then widow was dazed immediately afterward and i was just sad uh-huh. <laughs> it's I, got I, to be too close uh-huh. i i have to i have been playing it in my conditions list because i am playing both of them yeah because uh, cool. she's great with conditions oh yeah i was thinking of tapping her for this roster because of the bleeds uh-huh. but uh yeah no the core got plenty of work it with. is unaffiliated uh list a force with uh, uh, Agent Widow, Hawkeye, Crystal, and Scarlet Witch. <laughs> that sounds miserable. <laughs> and you can post oh all in that higher point value. Yeah, she is with the full auto. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy cow. Um, all right, so what other extracts do you like with him? I want to say not spider infected no. because once you plant him in the middle of the board, you want him to stay there. Yeah. Um, cubes could get him power, but it also hurts him, so that's a wash in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's talk alien about, ship gives us the points. Let's talk about a weird one. Okay. Very weird one. Uh, hub. Guess what? It adds dice to physical attacks, doesn't it? Yes, and gives you slow and stagger immunity. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm i here for the herb. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the herb, yeah. Um, 
yeah, he certainly likes that. Making more attacks, getting that power up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not looking to score this one, but well, you know, you if could. you it's Toad. Have, you have yeah. Toad. Yes, you do. And actually, Winter Soldier is not that bad at trying to score it himself. He could advance, uh, or he could uh, move medium, and then use Hydra tactics to leap off of one of your teammates and and place another distance nearby. Uh-huh. So that's not. I mean, he's already a lot better than many characters that only have one movement. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we also have the ridiculousness that, at times, that is Iron Fist with a hub. Oh, goodness. Oh, please stop. <laughs> flying kick, medium move. Um, oh, goodness. Yeah. And yeah, that he's really good. Yeah. Uh, and you can bump in this, lo- in this ri- list, too. Yes, you can. So that, so that helps too. I like and it. And we have Black Cat to steal our opponent's herb from the herb carrier. Yeah, because of course. She's really good. Or Dr. Um, Voodoo to just say, no, you can't score that herb. He's so dirty. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm enjoying playing Dr. Voodoo, but every time I do, I'm like, mm, this needs to change. Yes. <laughs> um, and then... So, I do what, like uh, We need ship. one more, right? I do like yeah. alien ship that you brought up. I was going to say, it gives us the budget, right? It was that or like Deadly Legacy Virus mm-hmm. because we are also bringing Toad. Yeah. Um, both of these are high points, values, uh, e- extracts. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can also be supported by kind of a reactionary plan. Like you don't want to be the first person to pick one up because then you're going to get dusted. Um, uh-huh. you kind of want to be watching and waiting to see who on the enemy team picks these up and then you clobber them for it. Oh yeah. So, so I think that could benefit our, uh, and, and it's probably dealer's choice too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, legacy virus can help you cor- cure your conditions, mm-hmm. but that's probably what's going to disqualify it in my mind for this roster oh, yeah. because we want those bleeds out there. We want to make oh, yeah. sure that our opponent is not clearing those bleeds. Mm-hmm. So if we put that option out there, that's going to work against us. Let's go with alien ship. Yeah. Cool. And now for tactics cards. Um, all right. Just throw in all the best ones and call it a day. <laughs> so midnight suns has, um, siege of they have siege of darkness. That's going in a hundred percent. Um, let me see. Our crises were kind of spread out in terms of extracts placement, and um, we have some decent spread as well in our secures. So, ooh, do you bring bitter rivals in this roster? I don't think so. But before that, <clears throat> so it's it's kind of the way my brain works is I go affiliation, character specific, restricted, uh, everything sure. else. Oh, that's funny. I start with restricted and work the uh, and then go back to affiliation. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, like, I'm like starting three steps down, but I cycle back to the top of your list. <laughs> yes, uh, and I do want to bring up uh, another Midnight Suns card, Bats the Ghost Hound. I've heard a lot of talk about Bats the Ghost Hound, but I've never played a Midnight Suns game before. So, what does that one do for us? Uh, when an allied Midnight Suns character is is modifying its attack or defense dice, it may spend two to play this card. Change one of the allied characters' attack or defense dice to any result. This effect may change score results. I like where you're going with this. And you're trying to trigger rapid fire, right? Uh, no. Um, really? So it's, okay. it's an allied Midnight Suns character. Oh, um, this comes back to that thing that we said about how once he's on the table, he can't use it. Mm-hmm. 
But what it does do um, (laughs) is uh, you use this mostly with your blade, but sometimes with other characters. Uh, But blade, you it basically gets him two power back because it's a it's two success change for him. Got it. Uh, Because you turn either a skull or something else into a wild, and then you get your pierce trigger. Yep. That sounds legit. Uh-huh. I like it. It also so gives it's just uh, more dice reliability for him. Yeah, and it gives you Doctor Voodoo sap power again. <laughs> oh god! Success and a sap power. Um, and then it gives you Ghost Rider a uh, hex. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of good triggers on that uh, attack that we want to hit. So yeah. I can see, I can see throwing bats in there. And then um, uh, Black Cat has a wild pierce as well. So once again, that's two successes. Mm-hmm. And that really helps her out because she's only got a four dice builder too. Mm-hmm. And it helps you get the stagger on the bow staff for Mister Moon Knight. That's right. Yep. That's very right. Um, and that bow staff can really clean your clock if you're not. If you're not looking for it. Oh, yeah. So watch out. <laughs> uh-huh. So I just, I think it is such a utility card for so many characters in the list. Yeah. Um, we're talking about using it on four or five of them already. That's half our roster. Yeah. Let's throw it in. I agree. Um, any other characters, specific items that we need to touch on? Uh, let me quickly take a glance. Uh... I don't really rate the Dr. Voodoo cards so high. I mean, he's just so good by himself. I yes. don't think he needs it. Uh, so, Heroes for Hire, we talked about. Yep, definitely in. And then, do we want Deal with the Devil? That's a good question. Um, we don't really have a prevalence or an abundance of two-threat characters to play off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm not considering it for this roster okay. right now. Um, I'm wondering if we want to put in... Uh, Highway to Hell, or whatever his other one is. Ooh. Yes. Um, Incinerate's great, and it lowers our... um, It lowers the amount... Or lowers the defense dice for those characters we're taking rapid-fire shots on. Yeah. For sure, Um, I can definitely see that. And and if Ghost Rider can just get places, like real dumb places, Mm -hmm. and you can use this to drag someone out from behind a building, or, you know, just... If they were running away with the Kree Corps that we slapped down with alien ships mm-hmm. in our extract crises, you can say, nope, nope, you're coming back here. We're going to put you in the center of the board where Bucky can shoot at you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's new Ghost Rider just gets so much goddamn power. Yes. Yeah. Just activate him last and suddenly he's got like five power and you're just going to town on people. Yeah. Staring them down. Um, I think that is all of the character-specific cards. There may be some character-specific electric cards that, once they are announced, we'll look back and go, oh, we should have added that. But yeah. that's for another day. Hindsight is twenty twenty, my friend. Mm-hmm. Now, restricted cards. Um, so, we're a bit spread out. Yeah. Not loving bitter rivals necessarily, nope. but it definitely does work on demons downtown. Mm-hmm. It's tough choice. Yeah. Um, I think we should include field dressing because that is one that, you know, has just pound for pound every time on a team that generates a decent amount of power and is not strapped for power, like say web warriors, Mm -hmm. field dressing always pays off in my opinion, in my experience at least. Mm -hmm. Um, and my other restricted card I'd probably be looking at is, um, 
Brace for Impact. Yeah. It was always my favorite because there's a lot going on in this game, and I typically will always overlook like that one throw ability mm-hmm. or that one piece of terrain that I'm standing next to, and then I get clocked with it. Oh, yeah. So this is a great insurance card, mm-hmm. and um, I think it saves a lot more than three damage sometimes, so I'd rate it just as high as med pack, typically. Yeah. And that leaves us four more <laughs> tactics cards. And I must immediately start off with my two pet cards. Okay. Uh, which is um, Mark for Death. Nice. Uh, we stealth ha- sucks. Yeah, stealth sucks. <laughs> so and uh, <laughs> people who re-roll their defense dice suck. That's right. Yeah, we don't want any of that. Get out. <laughs> and we can make the uh, Quicor holder move short for a round. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, just drive the boot in a little bit further, why don't you? Yeah. What's your second card? Uh, no matter the cost. Okay. Um, that really does help trigger the, uh, the Red Fury, yeah. which gets us strapped with more rapid fires, so I'm all about that. Yeah. That's cool. It makes a one-cost got- Red Fury? That's really good. <laughs> oh, my God. And it also um, gives us, if we look at our other characters, suddenly we're looking at a five-cost Iron Fist. Yes, I'm here for it. That uh, comes out of nowhere. That's online, like, round two. Yeah. That's dumb. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> and one-cost Avatar of Kishu. <laughs> oh. Uh, which can do one of my favorite tricks in the game. Um, I do this a lot with Black Bolt, but Avatar of Kishu can also do it. Um, um, oh, are you going to share with the rest of the class? So I can't remember if the timing <laughs> windows work quite the same way as Black Bolt, where you can do it uh, because it's it's any direction. But turn mm-hmm. one, if someone grabs a middle extract, you can walk up and then Avatar of Kishu them with uh, that and uh, place right next to them and then push them. Yep, yep, and send him back. Uh-huh. That's it, really cool. It may be a different timing window because it's one is after this attack is resolved and one is before damage is dealt. So I think it might be slightly different on the timing chart where it doesn't quite get the kidnap ability. But you do get to do a lot of dumb stuff with that. Yeah, so the push happens before damage is dealt on Avatar of... How do you say that? I always thought it was Kanshu. I but you may be right. I am I am so willing to be wrong about this because I am, I am waiting not for the pronunciation TV show to confirm <laughs> yeah, everything. Exactly. Exactly. TV needs to teach me how to live my life. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um Yeah, I think the push happens first and then you get placed. So so you're just going to end up driving them like further away, but but with Moon Knights ability to sometimes get a second movement oh yeah there's a chance that you can actually just double walk like behind them uh-huh. and then push them towards you or whatever mm-hmm. and then he gets out and then he gets back to safety too oh, which yeah. is nice and also it means that you get a two cost penance stale uh, uh, no 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 stop <laughs> um if we're if we're talking about doing a ton of damage to Ghost Rider to trigger his penance stare. Maybe we do have to put that other tactics card back in the discussion, but we'll we'll think about it. Well, he's an 8-7. He has 15 health. 3 damage is yeah. not that much. 
No, he doesn't really care. Um, he does get chipped in it a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Having having only three physical does make him susceptible to things like, oh, look, rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but hey, I think you, you can't I win think them all. We have so many targets on this, including the one cost Red Fury. So good. In a yeah, pinch. it's such an insane spender. It's so good. It's definitely worth more than four power mm-hmm. to me when I use it. Um, what are your thoughts on Indomitable? Uh, I new hotness. I know it's good. I find it kind of boring, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, non-interactive things are definitely things that kind of impinge on fun, mm-hmm. because just saying a, a big old nope is not something you can interact with, and it's not something that you can go back and forth with your opponent on. You're just like, nope, you just don't do the thing that you wanted to do. Full stop. And I think there's Ugh. a valuable in-game design. Yeah, they they have their place. Um, you just don't want to see them to being ubiquitous, which I think we're in danger of having this card become. So maybe we can leave it out. Um, um, is there anything else that gives us like really cool placement or out of activation movement? So, um, things like tactical analysis, I think it is. Uh, so I wanted to go a slightly different direction. Just okay, sure. Rapid fire characters really like extra dice. Yes. Blind Obsession? Blind Obsession. I love that emoji. It's my favorite emoji. Uh, I prefer <laughs> the new Doc Ock Blind Obsession. Oh no. Does it have a different token? Uh, no, it does not. But it's, oh, it's from the rival pack. Okay. I that Those miniatures look really cool in that rival pack. If I didn't already own both of them fully painted, I would have really considered it. Uh-huh. Uh, I misbased both of my Doc Ock and... Uh, uh, Peter, uh, Peter Parker. So I got the rival pack basically immediately. Nice. They came out. Well, and, hey, now you've got some great display pieces. And uh, <clears throat> all three of the tactics cards and the two shiny cards are great. Yeah. It's it. It is all webbed up, well laid plans, and blind obsession are your three cards from that. That's really, and they're foil cards. Uh, no, they're not foil cards, but they have new art. And then you have a foil Doc Ock and a foil Peter Parker. Gotcha. Oh, man, those are probably really cool-looking stack cards. Oh, yeah, they're great. I spent, like, the first three weeks after it making sure I get at least one of them into my list. Well, say what you will about you, Lexa. You're a great salesperson. (laughs) (laughs) I might just buy it now. (laughs) And you get a piece of train out of it, too. Yeah, that's cool. I like that uh, broken down old building. It kind of reminds me of the, um, like, in the the really old Spider-Man 2 one where where the Doc Ock is pulling that uh, reactor core down around him. Oh, yeah. Uh, spoilers for, like, a 20-year-old movie. Sorry, guys. <laughs> God, it has been, hasn't it? Um, I'm not sure if it's been 20 years since the second one, but, like, we're getting close. It's, yeah. it's old. It's old. Uh, I have opinions about the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked it. It it was a fun, entertaining ride. I got a superhero movie for my for my ticket price, and I am happy with that. So I, I thought it was the second worst Marvel movie of the year, but that's also some stiff competition. <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow at Kay. the bottom. Uh, I go yep. Black Widow, Spider Man No Way Home, uh, Shang Chi, and then Eternals. I definitely thought Spider-Man was better than Eternals. 
I like my slow contemplative movies, and that's what Atonals was. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I understand two tastes, and I also I I had issues with the second act of Spider Man. It got a bit rushed at the end. Yeah, it it got a bit messy, and it felt like how do I put this? I wanted them to do if they were going to commit to their multiverse thing, I wanted them to pay respects more to more than just the ones from the modern memory. Yep, I can see that. I wanted more faces in the clouds of past stuff that they did. Yeah. Or or icons of heroes or, you know, their their chess symbol showing up or whatever it is. Yeah. Um and they definitely need more Spider Man randomly pointing at another Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> No, you. No, you. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I felt like there was, and it, it specifically, it also felt like the other two Spider Mans, their lives ended when the movies ended. They didn't talk about any like they didn't do any fun cameos of characters that they aren't going to do anytime soon by having like the Spider Mans mention that they fought them because it's been ten to fifteen years for each of them since. They were spider since the end of their last movie. Yeah, I'm just a huge proponent of leaving things that are not mentioned to the suspension of disbelief. Like, maybe time flows differently in their reality. Who the hell knows? Um, but there's definitely much more that you could pack into, like, a say, a director's cut than they, did, they had time for for a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. And I'd watch it again. I'd see that. Yeah, it's, it's not um, a bad movie. I just... I also have major issues with the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Okay. On the writing end. I think Tom Holland is a fantastic actor. <clears throat> yep, I do too. And I just saw his other new movie, uh, Uncharted. I I may have to reach out to you to do a bonus episode on that cuz I have seen it as well. Awesome. I'm I'm here for it. Anytime, just hit me up. Yeah. I I do love my pulpy Indiana Jones style movies, so mm-hmm. I was I was glued to that theater seat. <laughs> it, it was a fun time. That's my long and short of it. I have a Absolutely. couple bonus episodes in the work, and I'll definitely get you in rotation for that. Cause I, That's awesome. I also have someone that I'm currently trying to pin down to do a chat about Moonfall. Okay. Uh, did you go see that? I haven't. I've been missing a lot of movies recently. Oh. Um, Moonfall is... Uh, uh, when did that come out again? Uh, about a month ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it actually, no. At the beginning of the month, it was the first week of February. Yeah. So my wife's a school teacher, and getting back into the swing of things after Christmas break is always kind of hell. Ah, yeah. So, so I tend to miss a lot of things right after a big school break because I'm helping out a lot more <laughs> than I might otherwise be. Yes. So um, Moonfall is Roland Emmerich's new movie. Mm-hmm. who you may know him as the person who made Independence Day and uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Loved Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow, not so much. Mm. I am the I am much more on The Day After Tomorrow than Independence Day. Personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved it as a classic BS movie that was just making no apologies and owning its own mistakes, uh-huh. you know? Um. It's a good candidate for, like, a bad movie night. But also, it's Independence Day. They blew up the White House. What am I, what's not to like? Uh, 
<laughs> so this one is the moon has fallen out of orbit and is now Classic. coming towards us. Excellent. Love it. You'll uh you hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> also the moon may be haunted by aliens. What is wist? There are moments right. in this film where the moon sneaks up on people. You know, I'd said I expected it, but nah. <laughs> nah, you can't make that shit up. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I love this film so much. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna have to watch this one now. Uh-huh. So, my yeah. wife's gonna my wife's gonna ask me, is it streaming? <laughs> not yet. We're not gonna we're not gonna put on pants for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh it probably will be soon-ish, but not yet. Yeah. You know. All right. I'll look for it when it comes up on whatever streaming platform I can find it on. Yeah. Lord knows we have too many. Uh-huh. Um, so black, back to the subject, Blind Obsession. Yes. I um, think it gets in. We deviated out to our own Blind Obsessions for a moment. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> yes. If you want to hear those bonus podcasts, you can listen to them uh, at patreon.com slash Alexa White. Nice. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I don't have a YouTube presence. Oh, man. I'm always so weird about promoting my own YouTube stuff. I just feel like I'm pandering. But, oh, I know, you know that feeling. If you if you like it, show up. That's mm-hmm. all I care about. Yeah. And then uh, we were mentioning movement. Um, climbing gear. Yes. Yes. That's, that's what I was getting at. Climbing gear is a good way to get him into position. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, but he can reposition um, when he needs to. Yeah. Um, and the other one I was looking at is tactical analysis because I think that's the name of the card. It's the one that's got Tony Stark's face on it when he's inside the Iron Man suit. Um, that can allow you to spend someone else's power, like mm-hmm. say a nearby Ghost Rider that's flush with cash. Money, and... money, money. <laughs> Just spend all that green on uh, getting Winter Soldier to the right place, and you can do that when it's not even his turn. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, you, you can still have the threat of him activating and going punching something really hard with his big metal fist afterward i think we have to do tactical analysis because it comes in the vision and winter soldier box Mm. i like where you're going with this it's very thematic let's keep it on brand man keep it on brand Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right do we have one left uh no that is a full roster awesome all right did you cop? Were you taking notes? Because I wasn't taking notes. <laughs> I have the Vasta all laid out. Um, awesome. So, for the people at home, the final Vasta is Winter Soldier, Blade, Doctor Voodoo, Ghost Rider, Black Cat, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Toad, Drax the Destroyer, and Electra. Our tactics cards are Siege of Darkness, Bat the Ghost Hound, Heroes for Hire, Highway to Hell, Field Dressing, Brace for Impact, Mark for Death, No Matter the Cost, Blind Obsession, and Tactical Analysis. For secures, we have Demon's Town Town has our comeuppance come due, Infinity Formula goes missing, and Terrigen Clouds sweep over city. And then for extracts, we have Fear Grip's World as Worthy Terrorized Cities, Mystical Wakandan Herb, Fact or Fiction, and Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown. I love it. This is one of my favorite parts about this game. You can throw all of your favorite shit into one roster, and somehow it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... I might just I might just put this roster on the table at like uh, weekly game night if I didn't if I run out of things to practice with my Avengers squad. So well, I'll have to let you know how it goes. Yeah, it's it's going to be a hot meal until you can do that because we have to wait for Electra to come out. Oh yeah, I know. 
I'll run it with nine out of ten and see what happens. Uh-huh. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Um, Discord is probably the best place. I work a lot during the day, so sometimes I have my apps all shut down, all my social media is turned off just to make sure I can do my job. But uh, if I don't get back to you immediately, I will. So just hang tight. Um, quote my name on Discord and or you know QTR underscore Dan, I think, on the TTS Discord community. And I'm probably most active there for Marvel stuff because, again, I've, I've had to mute a lot of my Discords just for my own sanity purposes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm always happy to talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff or gaming in general. Um, bullshitting about games is like one of my favorite things in my life. So mm-hmm. absolutely reach out. Don't be afraid. I, I don't bite. Promise. And if you want to reach out to me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Gjipt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to support the show, do, do so at patreon.com slash Lexa White. Every other Monday at twitch.tv slash it's hacker Mike, I am playing through uh, Betrayal Legacy with some of my friends. And then uh, most Saturday and Sundays, and uh, you can go back and find the VODs for this, uh, most days this previous week um, at twitch.tv slash Games, uh, you will have custom Arkham Horror the Card Game content. As I mentioned earlier, we are currently doing a blind playthrough of Arkham Horror the Card Game. Uh, this is about, uh, so that will be all of the week of the recording, which will be the previous week from when you are listening to this. So you can go and find the VOD for that. Um, and that has so far been super fun and I am super excited. Um, so yeah, um, and then also a reminder that Leader Out of Their Own Affiliation Month is coming up, so if you have a great idea for a leader that you want to take out of their own affiliation, reach out to me on Discord, and we will see about getting you into the schedule. Um. (laughs) Dr. Strange. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right, Lexa. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I really appreciate the chance to get out there and to have some fun and make some jank happen. No problem. And for everyone, keep experimenting.